Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today, and my name is Joseph. Joining me in the show is Bruce from Body and Soul Personal Training in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to the show, Bruce. How are you doing today? Uh, thanks, Joseph. I'm doing great. Thanks Good. for asking. Of course. I am excited to have you here, Bruce, to learn more about your gym business. But mm-hmm. before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, you know, for the listeners' understanding of you know, how you got to where you are today, now, when you first established this gym business, what was the vision that you had in mind for it? Honestly, to create a space that people feel good about themselves and working out. Because I started at the YMCA mm-hmm. and I could tell people wasn't being themselves because they were looking at other people looking at them. And so that's where the mindset came about it being a small area uh, for people to be comfortable. And then I did it in my second opened up a second bedroom. Okay. So it mainly came from, you know, a desire to create, you know, sort of like a safe space for people who weren't able to feel safe in a different location. Correct. Okay. I like that. So, you know, for the listeners understanding of, you know, what you do for your clients, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what services do you offer to your members? Okay, so basically you want to have an environment that they feel good in. So it's pretty. It's a nice, beautiful, it's not like a gym. It just has gym equipment. Mm-hmm. And so everybody deserves that. So um, we offer the bottled water, the hand towels. They just have to show up. So we uh, uh, schedule a little time for them to come in. They come in at that time. We start them right on time. And then they uh, finish right on schedule. Um, and, you know, we do it with, fun we people not going to want to come and work out you mean sometimes trainers don't feel like working out but you want to have them look forward to coming Mm -hmm. to the experience of it and then we're going to work out while we're here having a good time and uh, exercising you Uh, so uh, you know just making sure the form's fine and that they hit the spots that we're intentionally uh, wanting to work out and get them out of there so Mm -hmm. so is that mainly through you know, one-on-one personal training, small group, large group. What does that look like it's for both, you? It's just mostly one-on-one. Now, because I've done this for 20 years, I've tried all kinds of different uh, group training, uh, yoga, you know, to help pay the bills too if we weren't mm-hmm. training in there and just kept going back to what we do great and that's strength training, one-on-one. So we do, we get mostly a single training. Um, most and a lot of it's now 30 minutes we used to, I started at hours you know years ago it was mm-hmm. hours and then I had some younger trainers come in and said well you know they're doing 30 minutes and I didn't even think about it but now I love 30 minute training mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're able to and, uh, uh, get a bigger bang for your buck too yeah and it's it's uh it, it's because we're trainers you have to mentally be prepared for each individual and their personalities their needs and what how their tra- how their bodies are affected by training so it's like this constantly so um it just makes it easier if it's 30 minutes because i can get in there and bam 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 and then get to the next one mm-hmm. um, we do have some hours but mostly about 30 minutes and then we have couples 
And then we do have some group training, which is from three people to six. And it maxes mm. at six because my studio is only like 1,200 square feet. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So mainly the one-on-one though, like, like that's considered yeah. like the bread and butter. Yes, that is. The okay. Yeah. So for the one-on-one personal training, roughly how many people are you serving at your studio? I have about, I'd say 20, 25 clients. Uh, the other trainers, they have about 20, 15 to 20 clients each. Mm-hmm. So it's about um, and the, and this is not a, we're not that busy. We've been busier. Mm. Um, I think the, uh, economy has a, had something to do with the last couple of months, but now I'm getting floods of emails because of the new year too, right now. So, mm. um, yeah. So the one-on-one is the bread and butter for sure. And, okay. Okay. and that's what so... I prefer to be honest, because if it's mm-hmm. just, I've dealt with different personalities and all that stuff. And this is, it's a lot to handle sometimes. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It is. You're different. You're dealing with personalities, and mm-hmm. um, so sometimes and you're they, dealing with uh, you know human psychology and like the mind you know side of things, also with the physical. Um, so, how many trainers do you have inside the facility? I got two other ones, and I'm going looking for another one. So it's okay. three of us now. So okay. we start like as early as six in the morning, and then go to about 7 30 in the evenings and then some oh, wow. weekend training oh wow so like 12 hours a day yeah absolutely so, okay. and then it's, it's double training we got two sides it, uh, okay so, so you're able to like studio. kind of like knock it out at the same time yeah i've got like my trainer on one side in studio a and i'll be in studio b so sometimes we're multi-training mm-hmm. but we're on the different side of the studio mm-hmm. okay so three trainers in there you know in, including yourself so it's like three total mm-hmm about 15 to 20 clients per trainer. So it's about 50 to 60 total clients in you know total. So is that somewhere, you know, you want to stop as the, you know, business owner, or would you eventually want to bring in some more people, serve more people, increase revenue in the business? No, I want to be one of like up to 80 people. It should, okay. the thing about it is that my goal is to have it six in the eve, six in the morning to six in the evening which is 12 hours, right? And mm-hmm. then double and, and training on both sides. So that's 24 hours of training, not mm-hmm. 24 hours in the clock, but 24 hours training in the studio from six in the morning to six in the evening. And that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's doable. We just got to get out there and, 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 and get it. So, I, you know, and I've had trainers where I've had uh, different trainers come in. So like, cause some trainers want to come in and make a hundred dollars an hour right away, <laughs> you know, cause I got, With no experience. I got my, yeah, I got, yeah. And I got my certification and I'm cute. So that doesn't work for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, you know, I've gone, I've built up, um, I had a 2,400 square foot place where we had knocked down the wall because it was doing much way past my expectations. So I started, in 2002, 2003, I went to a commercial space, which I'm at now, mm-hmm. and then I opened the wall down, and then I opened it to like 2,400 square feet, and then the uh, the recession came in uh, 09. Um, I had made, I was making more money than I had ever dreamed of, and mm-hmm. then the recession came, so I had to downsize. We put the wall back up, um, but so you, it's, it's up and down. It's just constantly up and down. And I'm not in a market of people that like to be fit. Mm-hmm. 
not Los Angeles or Phoenix or New York or Miami or, or Miami. Know. Absolutely. So this is yeah. people, regular people that need to exercise. So where I'm trying to get them in, first of all, people don't want to exercise. Now I want them to come to me and then pay me. It's, it's not, it's, you know, it's like I said, uh, uh, to somebody before, if you're not doing this for long term, you shouldn't even think about doing this. Mm-hmm. If you want to own your own gym, yeah. it should be years that you're looking at, not just for the next couple of like years. Like 10 so year mean, time horizon yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I had a vision of the studio model would be in different parts of town. Okay. All right. So uh, be uh, Body and Soul Highlands. That's where I'm in the neighborhood I'm in now. And then Body and Soul. Southern Indiana, because we're right across the bridge from Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, body and soul south uh, and the east and all that stuff. However, it, I, I could have all the money, all the equipment and the building just beautiful. If I don't have good people, mm. I'm not going to wear myself out trying to open up two or three of them if I don't have good people that are in my mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's, meaning, that's talking about showing up. Mm-hmm. You don't commit to people to take their money and then, oh, I don't feel like coming in today or I'm going to be running late and all that stuff. I would not be yeah. in business for 20 years if I carried on like that. Mm-hmm. Now, and my, and my, my background is Northwest Airlines working for an airline where we had to be on time for stuff. So I sort of was molded into you have to be on time. Now, the airlines is nothing like I did years, 20 years ago. So uh, I'm talking about when I worked there. So I took that with the customer service into this business and put it together. Mm-hmm. So the customer service is also why you're going to be in business for a long time, taking care of your people. You treat them like you want to be treated when you walk in that door. So, yeah, that's a pretty big, you know, industry jump going from the airlines to, you know, gym ownership. And, <laughs> you know, you mentioned that you like to get up. Well, actually, first of all, you like to expand to different locations. But like for today's conversation, let's focus on how can you maximize where you're at right now so you can get there? So you mentioned that you could, you know, bring in about 20 more clients. So, you know, total 80. So I'm curious, what are you going to do to get those people in? Um, well, <laughs> word of mouth, because let me tell you something. I've done television commercials. I've done billboards. I've done magazines. I've mm-hmm. done newspapers and got zero money it mm. is it is word of mouth for a small business now we're talking targets and big department stores yeah but if you're that small it's just throwing money away it has to be mm-hmm. word of mouth and uh uh but also too i'm celebrating my 20th year so i'm hoping to get some some bits from some of the uh, local news channels um and stuff to get a bite as far as celebrating it because of the new years um I send it out to a, a press conference. I mean, a, a press release to them the first of December, mm-hmm. uh, talking about twenty year in a small business like this. So, um, just any ways I can do it with word of mouth uh, and stuff. I'm not spending money on marketing. It's just mm-hmm. I've done it. I've spent I know thirty forty thousand dollars on it and never got oh uh, wow return on it. Yeah. That is a lot. Holy moly. And, and yeah, I kind of want to, you know, piggyback what you're saying here, you know, cause those avenues or, you know, strategies of marketing, you know, the newspaper or, you know, billboards, let's just take, you know, Coca-Cola, for example, they have the budget to do that. Cause you know, Absolutely. they're a multi-billion dollar company, but you know, smaller, you know, small businesses like gyms, we're not able to afford that. So we have to find, you know, more efficient ways and affordable ways. 
Um, and of course, I love word of mouth. You love word of mouth. Who doesn't? You know, it's it's free. But the and only... salad auctions, salad auctions are excellent. I I send in every time I get a request for it, I always give them two or three free sessions because only a very small percentage do people use them. But my name is out there at whatever function it is. So that's mm -hmm. stuff that's free. You know. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, and the only hard part from what I've seen, and you know, what like what I've heard from other gym owners is that. You know, word of mouth is hard to predict. Like one month, you can have three people come in. One month, oh, ten. Absolutely. One yeah. month, zero. So, you know, hypothetically speaking, what else do you think there is to get your name out there, Bruce? Uh, what well, social media? You know, and uh, the the train now the the trainers are younger than me. I'm not a social media person. So, you know, I've got mm. Rima. She does some exercises she posts on our, on our uh, uh, Facebook uh, mm -hmm. and Instagram site. But um, I, um, I, I really don't know like what else I could do except just be patient and the, you know, the ride I've, I finally have like not get so wary because I've been here for 20 years. I'm not going to shut down. So mm -hmm. by any means, but when I don't get emails and phone calls, you know, asking about training, I still like, Oh my God, what's going on? Is my website gone down now? And Google, somebody went on Google and shut me down. Not for me to know twice. Mm -hmm. uh, so wow. yes, that was a major headache because you can't talk to nobody at Google either. So Google's good, but they're not good as far as getting a hold of them and finding mm. out what's going on. So yeah, somebody customer went in service there. is lacking. Yeah. So you, 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 there's nothing you can do. I just had to get it back up. And I don't know how many people went for my website that didn't display because it showed me shut down. So uh, there's so many parts people don't understand that running this business in the behind. Uh, what we have to go through and you got to mm -hmm. constantly make sure your website's up and running. You got to pay for the website. You got to update it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's just one little piece of it. It's, it's everything about it. So, yeah. And you know, a lot of us fitness professionals, we come into this, you know, vehicle, AKA, you know, gym ownership thinking, Oh man, I'm just going to serve as many people as I can. I'm going to make so much money, but they don't think, you know, as a gym owner, you have to do the admin, you have to do, you know, the, the marketing, the sales, the retention stuff, you know, all of the nitty gritty business side of things, they have no idea what to do. You know, we come here because we love to serve people, right? Right. Um, right. And you mentioned a lady's name, Rita? Rima. Rima. Oh, Rima. 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 Okay. Yes. So is she a she's trainer inside my... the facility? Yes. She's one of my trainers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So does she kind of like help you out with like the social media side stuff there? Yeah, that's what she does is post that when she does like a new, a new exercise, she'll post that for me. For oh, the studio, yes. Okay. Yeah. So we get some hits on that. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I think the, uh, the word of mouth and me being in a location, I've been there in this one location for 19 years. People so I, so yeah, I'm a staple in the neighborhood at this point. So, mm -hmm. you know, people, you know, there's, and there's still people probably don't know I'm there, but I'll, I'll welcome them to find out about it, at, you know, soon. Um, and, but I'm at a point where I'm just uh, coasting, you know, mm -hmm. and because my goal is, to be honest with you, is to like to sell it within the next five years. I'm 59, I turn 60 next year. I don't want to do this at 65, I'll be honest with you. I want to do something else. I don't want to retire. Yeah. I just want to do something else. So I did the fitness. 
I didn't know I would could open up a business and I didn't know it was gonna last this long. I just well, here you are. Enough. And yeah. but it because of my determination and know that exercise is makes your quality of life better. That's a mm -hmm. fact. And either you do it or you don't. And you know, so the eating, you know, people with the carbs and the proteins, I'm like, God, get over this it. calories. It's calories in, calories out, and <laughs> exercise. And they make it so hard. So I think that's I'm honest with people, we keep it real. And that's why people keep coming too, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't yell at people. I've had people come in and you don't yell at me. No, cause you're not yelling at me. That's for TV. You wouldn't pay me and then me yell at you and disrespect you and all that stuff. Well, that's there wouldn't true. be any point to it, you know? No. So uh, it's, it's, and then I didn't know I was going to fire clients. Like I've had over mm. 20 years, there's been six people. I've told you to take that check of their money and stick it, you know, where, because you know, this is not, I'm not for sale, my district, you know, my dignity and all that. So yeah. I didn't see any of that coming. I didn't know people were going to come in there and try to tell me how to run my business. And I'm like, what? Excuse so, me. No. Yeah. And I've had about four trainers just leave like overnight, not even give me a heads up after they have been there two to four years and go open their own. I'm going to do my mm. own. I'm like, man, this is how come I can't grow because I keep going pulled back because Instead of you wanting to grow with us, you want to do your own thing. Now, and ask me how many of those are still open that I just told you that left me four of them. How many other trainers? Exactly. So I was like, oh my God, but whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still doing my thing. I'll tell you another thing too. They say, you know, do your thing and don't be looking in the, you know, the rearview mirror as far as looking what other people are doing. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. And I did not do that because I would be jealous of other people's stuff. So mm. I wasn't looking at what other people were doing because I didn't want to feel like, oh, my studio don't have that. Or, you know, mm -hmm. like, look at that new equipment they got. Because at first you had to get used equipment and stuff. And the, you the start off place. from like the lowest level possible. And you have to go through that season of, you know, struggle and hurt and pain in order to yeah. grow the business and get it yeah. to, you know, where you want it to be. Right. And you have yeah. to do free stuff. You have to do some free stuff. You know, I'm not going to say that at the beginning um, that to get my name out, you know, I had to go and volunteer uh, and do some free stuff. So you have to do that too at the beginning just to get your, mm -hmm. so now, okay, like I had a guy that called up and he had just moved his business into the neighborhood. I can't even remember what it was. And he wanted me to train him if I would uh, promote his, my business to his mm -hmm. clients. And I said, did you do any research on my business? He was like, well, no. I said, well, I've been here 20 years. So what are you going to do for me? You know, you know, so I, don't have, I don't have, I'm not bothering. Barter don't work. And if mm -hmm. I can tell people to barter, don't do it because you get screwed 100%. Mm -hmm. So that stopped years ago. Uh, but I don't do nothing free anymore. Um, and my time is valuable. I've Good. paid my dues to be at this point at this at this at this level so and i'm glad to hear that because i speak to a lot of gym owners who you know willingly give up their time because they feel the need to you know charge nothing for what they have it's like in reality if you have a great service charge higher for it absolutely um, yeah exactly yeah. and you know i was curious here bruce you know what is the what's the goal you know, over the next 12 months, I'm not sure if I asked you already, but like, what's the main focal point over the next 12 months for you within the business? Obviously getting that trainer in there, but what's a little deeper, like below just getting the trainer? 
getting it up to 80 people. Yeah. <laughs> so what would that do get. for you? Uh, that would make me want to sell it faster. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, because then it's all set and they're ready to go. Because like I said, I've got, we've already established about, I say 40 clients that have been there 10 years plus and they're mm. not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere unless they die or I shut down, these folks ain't going anywhere. So I want 40 <laughs> more of those, you know. Okay. I'll take a 10% 10 of people coming and going and stuff like that. But um, I don't mind that, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, if, if you want to know what I really want is I want more permanent people. Um, and I didn't know that at the beginning of this. So mm -hmm. this is where I'm at. So now I do want more long-term permanent people. And they become family. You know, oh, my God, we've become so many relationships have started uh mm -hmm. platonic relationships let me clear that by that but um yeah and be, be good really support systems and stuff i mean and you're invited to in people's families and stuff like that this let me tell you, i mean i had no idea what this business would do for me personally mm -hmm. you know my thing was just just to show people you've got to exercise your quality of life goes up you feel better about yourself mm -hmm. you know the stress levels go down um, and do it for yourself. Now, I will tell you this. If I could figure out how we stop, if, you know, when life brings us, you know, curveballs or whatever, the first thing that goes is exercise. Mm -hmm. it, and I, if Always I could figure does. out how we could stop that, I'd be rich. Because it's the first thing that goes. It's with me, it's with my clients, you know, life throws them curveballs and I can't train right now because of X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. the, the, the reality of it is we need it the most and, and maybe double down on it when life does throw those, those curveballs. So we could figure out that mental part of why is that so easy to drop when it shouldn't be. It should be the main thing that you keep. Like Yeah, and it really, work. you know, comes down, you know, from my experience, you know, in the gym industry and, you know, working with people, it comes down to accountability and, you know, their buy-in to yeah what they're doing, you know, if they truly have, you know, the, the conviction in what it is that they're doing, then they will stick to it no matter what, no matter what, e yeah. even if, you know, some life event may come up, um, which that kind of, you know, leads me to a question that I have for you, you know, before we hop off of here, Bruce is, you know, when you first got into this gym business, you know, back in 2002, almost 20 years now, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Uh, oh gosh, Joseph. Wow. Um, I, I guess just relax because it's going to be up and down. And I didn't know that. So, and cause sometimes I should have shut down and because of the support system I had, I didn't. And I thank mm -hmm. God I didn't, but you know, cause you know, there's times where you can't pay bills and, 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 and you just like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this situation. And you know, miracles happen and they absolutely do. You just got to be paying attention to it. And, and I tell you, it was three times in the 20 years where, I had just was crying and like, I'm, I'm done with this. And then within 24 hours, I got an email text or a phone call from a client thanking me for making a difference. And I felt mm -hmm. like that was like $10,000 just, just got pushed in my bank account to get me up the next day to keep going. So those moments are just as important as those big deposits that you get. 
So I would say to myself, you know, just relax and just be more confident of yourself because you second guess yourself. Like that, what's that thing like you in this? I can't believe I'm doing this. People think I'm a fake. Um, imposter syndrome? Yeah, imposter syndrome. Yeah. I feel like that still in 20 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And, almost and it never, it'll never end in your journey as an entrepreneur because yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. And you're like with entrepreneurship, you're always, you know, quote unquote, shedding old identities. You have to continue to grow. You have to be growth minded, which obviously you've been here for 20 years. You just said, you know, there was a three year time period where, you know, it was hard, but you grew through that and look where yeah. you are now, 20 yeah. years later, yeah. you're still open. You're still serving yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very proud of that. Very proud of that. This is, this has not been easy at all. And like I said, to the, the have a business and you don't, people don't want to exercise. <laughs> Then you wanted them to come to you at a certain time, and then I want you to pay me. You know, so mm-hmm. it's not like a donut at a donut shop. And it is uh, not an easy, um, an easy industry to work in. It, it, it's, it's very not. competitive, and just like you said here, Bruce, you know, you are, you know, trying to like sell a transformation to them to bring them in to do what they don't want to do in yeah. order for them to get where they want to be, and right. that's with life events all around personal struggles all these challenges but you know if you're growth minded if you want to persist and you know work hard then our industry is is perfect for you really <laughs> yes yeah yeah so you know and it's about being consistent and you know uh it, it's it but it's in my you know, me caring about people and making sure that you know they do it the right way or the correct way if I'm going to lead you down that path it's important to me so uh but you know if, if, you, if they're not serious you know i'll tell them i said i don't want you to renew on your packages because i don't think you're into this so it's not even me trying to take money from people it's like you need to be for real mm-hmm. about your changes of your of this lifestyle because this is not a moment i want it to be a lifestyle for you mm-hmm. and let me tell you something what the 50 the 60 year old women are our best market because they didn't know first of all they think they're going to look like he-man which you know they don't which know they actually won't problem. no and they didn't know they could feel better women are our strongest species i don't care what anybody says mm-hmm. and so them to feel better about themselves in the skin that they're already in so that's mainly been our our most clientele is 50 and 60 year old women that had never worked out and they just love us so you can't be you can't you know that's why i love that so mm-hmm. And I change the way the place looks a lot. I change it. I wallpaper. I paint. Every two or three years, I got a new look for it. Yes, yes, sir. So yeah. I refresh it. It's pushing a refresh button is why I look at it. Mm-hmm. So and always getting your you know your clients to rebuy into what it is that you're doing at the facility. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They love. I that love stuff. that, Bruce. I honestly, our conversation today was a lot of fun. Uh, we are running short on time, but before we hop off of the podcast. Why don't you share, you know, your social medias and or your website with our listeners so they can find you? Oh, okay. It's bodyandsoulpersonaltraining.com or bodyandsoulhighlands.com. And it's Body and Soul Personal Training on Facebook. And I think it's Body and Soul Personal Training on Instagram. Uh, now, you know, it's funny too, because I don't know if I could say this or not. Well, you can say it. it. Same. So, because body and soul, I had a lady, it was, I think it's out of Baltimore, about three or four years ago, it was before the pandemic, I think, 
And they was telling me to cease and assist body and self because that's her name. I was like, and like, like this formal letter. And I just laughed at it. And I was like, first of all, my legal name is body and soul personal training. Mm-hmm. I added personal training smartly years ago. I said, just in case somebody wants body and soul for whatever thing, my whole legal name is personal training in it. So I mm-hmm. talked to an attorney and he, and he said, well, she don't even know what she's talking about because legally it's body and soul personal training. So don't even respond. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, smart for me to do that years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so personal training is a part of my whole name. It's body and soul personal training. It, I am a personal trainer, but that's my name also. So you are also the owner of this studio too, which is correct. awesome. Yeah. Well, Bruce, it was a pleasure speaking with, with you today. I want to thank you again for hopping on and you know contributing to our show. Okay. Thank you, Joseph, for asking me to do this. This was fun. Of course, it was a great time. And to all of our listeners who listened in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to join us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Hannah. I'll be your host today. And joining us on the show is Joey Welling from Ethos Athletic Club out of Charleston, South Carolina. Joey, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you today about the business. Um, but before we dive into it, tell me about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Uh, that goes back to 16 years ago. Um, I'd always been into fitness. I lucked up when I was in middle school, high school. I had a, I played baseball and had a great um, foundational strength and conditioning coach, Coach Darnell, um, who was the coach of our baseball team. So I fell in love with fitness then. And then when I was 18 years old, just as like a summer job. I started working at this higher end gym here in Charleston and I was folding towels, mopping floors, cleaning toilets, fixing equipment, learning the very basics to running a gym and dealing with memberships and members. And so that's where it all started. Gotcha. When did it switch to, I'm ready to, to do my own thing and, and open your own. Uh, it honestly didn't switch until probably I was about 23, 24 mm-hmm. years old. I went to school for business and finance, and I thought that, that was the route I was going to take and play baseball, so had that dream too. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical athlete story, got injured, didn't go much further in the career, um, and went out into the real world, worked for a lo- logistics company, did finance, uh, great experience. But realized it wasn't for me, ended up getting fired because I was a 22, 23 year old, thought he knew everything employee. And um, I said, you know what? Well, I'll call the gym owners back up, started working at the gym for $10 an hour again, mopping floors and um, 
and then it clicked with me, you know, I, like maybe I can get my personal training certification. And I always love business, the in and outs of it from a restaurant. What are their margins? What are they doing? Uh, retail. Um, it didn't matter. I just love business in general. Um, and then it just clicked with me after I got my certification for personal training. I was like, you know what? Owning a gym is a business too. So yeah. why don't I blend the two things together? I love training people and I love business. So absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like a, a blessing in disguise getting fired. <laughs> yes. Can you where you are today? That's awesome. So you mentioned to me, like you're part of a team. Are you um, a co-owner? Are there other partners in the business? Or are you the sole owner? So I'm the majority owner. We do have uh, one 8% small investor. Uh, and I also gave a couple of percent equity, a sweat equity to a few of my teammates. Awesome. So, cool. Yes. Um, okay. So tell me about Ethos Athletic Club. How do you describe it to, to someone who's never been in before? You know, I always use the word athletic club uh, because I worked in New York for a little bit in Atlanta and Charleston just never really had an athletic club. And to me, an athletic club, in my opinion, means anybody, shape, size, fitness level, whether they're a professional athlete now, whether they used to be an athlete, whether they've never stepped on any field before, um, all are welcome at an athletic club. And so we have people who come in here that um, just come and lift weights on their own. Um, they can work with a personal trainer. We have hit classes. We have yoga classes. We, it's cool to see CrossFitters come in here. Um, they come and use the space um, as much as they can. We have Olympic lifters. We have just straight up bodybuilders. And then we just have your, your soccer mom who wants to come in and do a hit class. And that's it. And then also my favorite is you got grandma and grandpa that are coming to walk on the treadmill while their young grandson or daughter is out there doing some youth sports training too. So yeah, that's awesome. So is it a mix of like the classes and the um, service offerings? And is there like an open gym component to it? Like just an open membership? Oh yeah. You can just walk right in uh, 150 bucks. You come use a facility as much as you want, whenever you want. We're open from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Awesome. Okay. Um, how many members do you have now at the gym? We have 1,200 members. Sweet. And is that somewhere like you're comfortable, you're happy with, or are you still looking to grow and, and get more people into the facility? You know, I'm comfortable with it. I, I believe we could grow a little bit more, but at the moment we're at a capacity that we really like because we were getting very big, very quickly, growing very quickly that first year. And it got to the point where you could see where the quantity was disrupting the quality of our mm -hmm. facility. We have really luxury locker rooms with four showers, uh, sauna, steam in each one um, in the men's and women's room. And you could just see what would happen like after a 6 a.m. class at 6.45, you'd have four showers with four people waiting on them. And I don't want, I don't mind if it happens one hour out of the week, two hours out of the week, but I don't want it to happen every day. And so I would rather have a bit more quality than quantity with our facility. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm curious, is there anything else like this in Charleston? No, the, uh, we have a couple big box gyms. Um, we obviously we have the studios and CrossFits, um, but not to this quality 
we do not have anything here. Quality and size, the combination of it. Awesome. How do you get the word out about um, Ethos Athletic Club? Like, what's your marketing strategy um, to get those people in? You know, honestly, we haven't we haven't paid for one ad on social media, um, Instagram or Facebook, but we do pound the social media and Facebook. To me, a huge thing with a gym or a studio is nowadays how powerful social media is and the internet. If you look at most products, retail, Coca-Cola, Gatorade, whatever it is, they have a label, they have a product. And to me, I view social media as our product label um, for a gym. And that's the first thing people are going to look at um, when they're looking it up on the internet. And it's whenever they hear about it, they Google it on their phone and the Instagram pops up, the website pops up. That's why to me, um, professional photos, um, I truly spend the money on, on your website, uh, spend the money on videography. It, it, it's leaps and bounds. Yeah. Do you have a way to track like where your leads are coming from or how people hear about you? Yeah. I mean, through the Google analytics are insane. Uh, I don't, know so much personally i have a marketing director on staff and and she knows how to do all that through social media and google um but yes she can track where everybody's coming from um it's crazy to see the the business side of instagram and facebook and to see hey you can target these people and all that stuff but once again like i said we haven't paid for one single ad yet um we live in a very unique town charleston's a growing city uh it's way bigger than it used to be 10 15 years ago but it is still a very small city um and everybody talks um and word of mouth is probably our number one marketing tool so um so would you say that's where the majority of your leads come from is word of mouth or do you think it's a social media or google i'd have to say 50 50 social media and word of mouth yeah. Would you pay for um, advertising if the word of mouth starts to trickle downward? Is that something that you've considered or, or would consider doing digital ads? Yeah, um, I would. And then also, once again, you know, we just upped our membership prices. Um, and the reason being is we were actually trying to, this is a great problem to have, very fortunate, is we were having so many people join so fast that like I said earlier, that quality was getting disrupted by the quantity. Um, and we're just at a great point right now where we want people in this gym that are going to treat the gym well. They're not going to throw their towels on the floor. They're going to pick up their equipment after they're done with it. Um, and it, it's hard to say this, and it took me a long time to realize this, um, but this gym's not for everybody, and everybody's not for this gym. That's and I think that's a big thing that a lot of gym owners and business owners have to understand is you're not going to be able to capture everybody, even though you want to. Um, it's not a realistic thing. Um, even though I want as many people working out as possible, I also have the mindset, like, I hope the CrossFit down the street succeeds and does well. Yeah. Um, so you just have to have that mindset, I believe. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. You know, markets the people that are for you and not not try to force, you know, a product that's not a match for someone onto them because then you're not going to have retention anyway. So really, there's really no point there. Um, So tell me about when somebody, you know, 
contacts you through Facebook or comes in as a, and is interested, what's the next step in the process? Like, how does that lead become a member? Um, we're huge on customer service. Um, and, and I think a lot of gym owners and people forget that you are in the service business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a, pre- our team, our front desk team and, um, my managers that lead that team are super particular and very, um, they're perfectionists when it comes to showing new people around in the gym, um, guiding them, giving them a tour sitting them down, having a conversation, what are they looking for out of this experience and what we can provide for them. So yeah, we, we go into great detail once you walk through the front door. Yeah, that's good. I think that that helps people feel like not a number. They feel, you know, welcomed in this space, um, getting that tour and that sit down. Um, so from there, they're now a member. How do you keep them long-term? What's your, your um, strategy for retention? To a huge thing I learned from my ex uh, business partner at the old gym that I used to own. Um, this is just a sample is every two years he repainted everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he also made the point of like, look at these gyms at last. Like they, it's okay to have a piece of equipment broken for a week, but once you get to two, three weeks, that's too much. And I mm-hmm. see that a lot. in a lot of these um, commercial big box gyms um, that are franchises. It just, they grow so quickly that they don't have the people working for them that understand the quality of what actually started with uh, the first gym that they opened. Um, You see that a lot too with restaurants, Mm -hmm. but um, going more detail into what your question is, you know, you got to keep the cleanliness up. You Mm -hmm. got to have equipment that works. Um, And then last and probably most important is just because, like I said, we spend so much detail and perfection of bringing somebody new in, you cannot forget about that member six months later. And we have a system on our, with our software that we can shoot a text to people and just say, Hey, happy birthday, happy 100th class. Um, Hey, it's your birthday. Get a free smoothie at our cafe um, coffee, um, coffee's on us, blah, blah, blah. Like for our year anniversary party, we, that morning, that Friday morning, we went to a bakery down the street. They made all sorts of bagels, donuts, this whole beautiful spread of charcuterie for lunchtime, um, free coffee all morning. And then lunch was provided for any member that came at that day. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's, um, important. Like if you want to charge like a luxury price, you know, you have to get people high results and have the environment that they expect. Um, and that way, you know, they're getting a great product and then you're able to charge more as well. So it's win-win for everybody involved in business client. Um, so yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, where do you see the gym like three to five years from now? What would be like your long-term vision or goal for, um, the entire business and yourself as a business owner? You know, I'm, it's a great question. It's, the first year I wasn't able to really step back and think about it. And thank gosh, the last few months I have been able to, cause our systems are running um, very smoothly now. Um, you know, I, I'm a quality over quantity guy. You've heard me say that a few times. I love keeping things simple and basic. Um, if you told me I had this one big facility in Charleston um, five years from now, 
then I'd be happy with it. But the one thing that I've learned myself personally, I don't want to be on my deathbed and say, man, I wish I would have tried gym number two. Uh, that's a big thing for me that I realized over the last four months. And the second big thing is I have some younger, extremely hungry managers um, and people on this team that want to keep growing the brand. And so I'd have to say in the next three to five years, I'd love to have one, maybe even two other locations. Um, but I want to do them the right way. And I don't want to just put them anywhere and I don't want to half-ass it. And um, so we're going to take our time and make sure if we find a location, a town, a city um, that has the right formula with the numbers and the right type of uh, clientele, then we'll probably go for it. Yeah, I think that's really important. I feel like people with that entrepreneurial spirit are never like fully satisfied. Like you can have, you know, a great gym, but it's like, okay, now what? Like what's next? Like always goal chasing. So I think that that's cool that you have the, those aspirations to go for another gym. Um, but what do you think is like the biggest challenge or bottleneck that you face right now um, within the current business that would be preventing you from the next steps, the next location, the next thing? I think the biggest thing right now, is just the, the entire economy. Um, interest rates are absurd. Um, for trying to find any kind of real estate, whether it's residential or commercial. Um, and who knows what's going to happen in the next year if if the economy keeps sliding. Um, so I would say that would be number one issue for me right now, holding me back. Uh, number two, I don't think, even though our systems are better than they were 14 months ago, I don't think they're exactly where they need to be at so i think this this will be a great year for us to smooth things out um my director of operations i had a big meeting yesterday and we were saying how this is the year where everybody learns last year they learned what lane they were going to now yeah. it's teaching them to stay in those lanes and yeah. keep the whole operation running smooth so yeah. Yeah, I think if you want to replicate something, it's got to be, you know, nailed down and easy because once it's two locations, you know, you can't be two places at once. So if you have a system that that works, it'll be so much smoother when you take it to um, when you duplicate it. Um, but when you say systems, what would you say is like the hardest part? Would you say it's like a CRM? Would you say it's the order of employees and how that hierarchy is? Um, automation, like what type of systems um, do you think you're, you're lacking the most? Uh, not so much automation. It, uh, I think the, the hardest thing, not, not just in the gym industry, but any industry is hiring the right people. Mm. Um, and I mean, I remember, I feel like I went through 15 managers before I found the four awesome managers now. You know, in those 15 managers I went through, that was five years of managers from my old gym. Um, but I, I have noticed something, though. Once you start hiring the right people, once you start, once you find one A player and then you bring in a B or C player, they it's, it's two things that are going to happen. Those B or C players are either going to level up mm -hmm. to the A player or they're either going to fade themselves out. Um, so you yeah. have a, a little snowball there when it comes to hiring people. 
um, you just have to be patient with it. You know, I, I would rather spend a Friday night at 930 at night mopping up this gym floor than dealing with hiring somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't want to learn, doesn't foresee this as a job for the future. So to me, when I say systems, I'm talking about the chain of command um, within our organizations, having a director of operations, two managers, two assistant managers. This person's focused on the facility. Um, it's, it's dealing with broken equipment, dealing with um, paint or the sauna breaks or things like that. Yeah. That's a facilities person. Then you have a manager that their main job is dealing with customers and software. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm talking about. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mentioned like this past year, we've sort of all sort of been all hands on deck. We could see where we like doing mm-hmm. managers. Um, and now it's keeping them this coming year right in place. Like, Hey, take it and run with it. That's you. Don't worry about the finances. Cause Richard, our finance director is going to be all over that and handling that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about creating a well-oiled machine (laughs) that that keeps everything on track. And um, I think as entrepreneurs, as business owners, it would be great if we could just multiply ourselves and have 10 of us everywhere, but we can't. So I think it comes down to creating that team that you trust and that understands your vision um, and is, yeah, going to be an A player and and, um, carry out, you know, the tasks that you expect of them. So yeah, I think that's super important and something a lot of a lot of people struggle with, especially when, when thinking about scaling. So yes, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, what would be like a big piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to open their own gym? Maybe something that um, you wish you could go back and tell yourself before you did it. Um, what, what, what would you say? Uh, the two biggest things. Um, number one is the most important thing for any entrepreneur anybody that has an idea for any business whether you're creating the apple watch an ice cream parlor or uh opening a gym is if the numbers do not work the product no matter how great it is will not work um and what i mean by the numbers is if you're paying this much in rent and you're paying this much in utilities and uh for your employees and all this stuff and you're like, but I really have a great class or I really have a great product. It's still not going to work. And yeah. so the real estate, the location, you have to, and if you can't break down those numbers, spend the money to hire an accountant or somebody that can break down those numbers. Um, that is the number one thing. Um, number two is I'm 36 now. And I, when I was 25, I was like, oh, I could run a gym, but I didn't really start running a gym until I was 28 um, at my old gym. Um, And when I got into it, 28, 29, I go, man, how dumb was I to think at 25 that I could run this. Um, And now at a facility that's four times the size of my old gym, I'm sitting there going, what was I thinking at 29 or 30 thinking I could run a facility this big. Um, And so it, just be patient, you know, and it's hard to swallow that pill. Um, but 
patience is a huge thing. And if you put the energies out there and the work ethic out there and the networking and connections with the right people, things will start to flow your way and those energies will come back to you. So. Yeah, definitely agree. Be patient and yeah, don't block things. Like if someone offers you help or, you know, you network with someone, yeah, accept the help and find mentorships. I think that's really important too. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So awesome. Well, Joey, tell us where can we find you? What's your um, social media? What's your website? All that good stuff. Where are you located? So my, our social media handle is ethos AC, ethos underscore AC. I'm putting this up there so I can make a post about you, actually. Um, Yeah, underscore ethos AC is our Instagram and Facebook. Mine is just Joey Welling. As simple as that. We have a website, and it's ethosathleticclub.com. Yeah, pretty simple. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Joey. Everybody check out Ethos Athletic Club, especially if you're in Charleston, South Carolina. Stop by. Um, give the team a visit. But thank you again, Joey, for being on the podcast today and contributing your knowledge to us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you again for the opportunity, Hannah. Of course, of course. And to everyone who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today is Mr. Kevin Levesque of Prime Fitness, coming to you from Seekonk, Massachusetts. Kevin, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Joe? I am doing tremendously. I got a really, really in-depth explanation of this business and how it functions before we came on air here a moment ago. But for the people listening, I'm a big believer in context, Kevin. So before we get into the business conversation and all that you do from your ownership seat, tell us a little bit about Prime Fitness first and foremost. When people ask you about this gym or they ask you what you do, what do you tell them? So Prime Fitness is predominantly a one-on-one personal training gym. I also run group classes. Um, I do sports conditioning programs, but it's mainly just a one-on-one personal training program. Um, People come in, I have a 2000 square foot facility and whatever we need to do from screening to training to anything happening in and out of life, 
um, is closed behind that door and we get to work and there's no distractions and we get right down to the nitty gritty of what we need to do for accomplishing our goals and making sure that everybody feels mentally better, physically better, stronger. And uh, yeah, just yeah. keeping everything rolling. And so primarily one-on-one, -on -one, like you mentioned, which is important for the context of our conversation, but we do have a handful of other offerings, but I'm interested more so in the origin of this to this point, Kevin, take me back not necessarily to uh, the day that, that we opened up the business officially. Take me to the day that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to do this thing on my own. I'm going to start my own version of fitness. What was going on for you and how did we get here? Sure. So I, um, so I have been training. Um, this gym has been open now for about three and a half years um, where I am now in Seacock, Massachusetts. But really the idea started about eight years ago. Um, working in big box gyms and um, I had one basically one spot where I was working had a great clientele there was just a lot of distractions that I was finding was happening uh, all around me on the floor whether it be just you know the general population coming in just kind of asking me questions because as a trainer um, you know you should know everybody that walks within that door um, so you, you create relationships with people so people are going to ask you questions and you know being a professional you want to be able to decipher kind of when the appropriate time is to answer those questions. And usually when you're with clients, you try to give that client your undivided attention. I found that there was just way too many distractions going on with one, with some of my other colleagues and with other trainers, um, two with, you know, distractions of, Hey, you know, can I jump in for the set? Or, you know, maybe I have a client doing a superset, trying to jump in with just the general population. Um, and, and also just, you know, if somebody comes up and they ask you a question in the middle of your session, maybe I have a client doing a plank and kind of, you know, a little bit of downtime, maybe I'm walking the client through it, talking about something, maybe keeping them distracted just so they can get through it. Um, you know, something might arise, question might be asked or somebody might just bring up something about, you know, even something to say, hey, how's your day going, right? That can start off a little conversation that now deters from the, the main goal, which is the attention to the client. So yes. as that started to, uh, I, I realized it not only became um, an issue, you know, here and there with some of my clients, but I also noticed it became an issue around the gym with a lot of different stuff that was going on. Um, my clients wanted more of my undivided attention and, you know, they're spending very, very good money to have that or have me as their leader and, and to, to take control of all of that. Um, so that's what I started to kind of come up in my mind. I was like, how can I make this? A better service? How can I make myself a better trainer? And what is something that I can offer to clients that is going to make it so that they feel really bonded with me, both in with their fitness goals, so that I can get a better understanding of where they're coming from and how I can better approach them and help them hit their goals. But also, you know, there's things that go on in life. Um, things like, hey, my knee doesn't feel that great today, or my back or my shoulder. And now I have to, you know, be a little more reactive to okay what's the next step here for the exercise or what's a progression or what's a regression for all these things not to mention all the other distractions that kind of go on around the gym yeah and so almost everything that we've been doing has been individualized tailored to the person that we're working with we've been doing this for a handful of years on your own now yes look back on that time with me here for a minute kevin get a little philosophical for a moment 
what's been what's been your favorite part about being a business owner on your own what's been the toughest part about being a business owner on your own um so freedom for sure would be the number one thing um i think on the back side of that as well because it's just me um i don't have any other trainers here underneath me or anyone else that works with me if I'm a, so I'm a big avid golfer. Um, I get invited to, luckily for me, I get invited to golf tournaments and everything. So like, for an example of that, when you go out and play golf, you're, you're taking X amount of hours away from your day. I do my very best to schedule clients around that. Um, and my clients are extremely flexible. I do have the best clients. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but for the downfall, I think would be on those hours where I'm not here. Um, so, you know, you're not, you're not making the, the, you know, if a gym's open and you have clients that are going in there, let's just say you're offering shakes or you have a massage bar or you have something where you can kind of do things that are going to entice clients to maybe spend a little extra money or some of those other things. That's kind of one of the downfalls, um, but the freedom, um, and really just the, the availability to be able to do anything I can or need to for those clients in those times um i think that is that's probably the best uh the best blessing yeah. of it all it's kind of the the same thing is the pro and the con right everything falls to you which is yes. uh, an incredible layer of freedom but in the end everything falls to you <laughs> so yes so there's, a, yeah. there's a double-edged sword to this so you, you yeah. take on you take on all the stress you take on all of the uh all the other things that run with it, you know, uh, to keep the lights yeah. on, to keep the electricity going, to do all those other things, you know, all that stuff does fall on you and you alone. Uh, yeah. But I also think that there's a lot of uh, growth that happens from that as well. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about um, really the things that I need to hone in on, the things I need to be better with, one, as a, as a trainer, but two, also, mm. you know, understanding, okay, where does this money have to go? How much money do I have to take in? Um, I don't do a lot with outside marketing and sales and all of those other things. I'm really, I guess, in an old school sense, kind of a word of mouth type of person. Yep. That was going to be my next question is, is exploring the marketing side of this and, and what's worked for you and what hasn't worked so well for you over the years. So go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, yeah. So I think with that, I think, uh, you know, I think you're a walking billboard. So I have, um, I have some gear that I have that has my, the, the business name on it. Um, and I also think just getting out and just meeting people networking. I think that's been one of the best things. Sometimes people will ask me, you know, like, what do you do? You know, and then it's a great conversation started to be able to do all that stuff. I, I go to as many networking events as I can, and they're not just, you know, personal training events or, um, they're, they're all over the place. They could be a real estate event. There could be, you know, anywhere where I can go somewhere, meet somebody else, get a conversation going, have a few business cards on me and just be able to just kind of network, talk to people. And that could be at, you know, Christmas parties, wherever it may yeah. be. Yeah. And so it's been, at least as I'm understanding it, mostly organic to this point, have you ever put any kind of money into advertising or anything along the way? I have. Um, I think that uh, I think there's always a learning curve when it comes to that. So I did. I did put that <laughs> amount of money into it. Um, unfortunately, where did you put it? No, what What was the advertise or what was like the platform that you went with? Um, so I had I saw something pop up. I had reached out to this company. They had promised me, you know, X amount of leads and you know people coming. Oh, it was in with an agency. Place. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't really know what was going on. 
I had reached out to some people, you know, you know, friends are friends are tough when it comes to this stuff because friends will help you out. But, you know, in order to do really the in-depth stuff, it takes somebody to take, you know, it's to take be a hours. professional relationship. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And I like to, you know, I like to keep my friends, my friends and then not get into uh, you know, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> losing friends or family members over, over yeah. business. Even so more I, so with family than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. no. And I've, I've heard that before on this show, you'd be surprised how often I hear that people will, will at least attempt it, right. We'll go out on a limb, put some money behind it, whether it's in-house or whether it's with an agency. It's unfortunate because I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure there's no shortage of of emails or phone calls week after week of people promising, hey, I can get you a thousand leads tomorrow. I can get you 500 leads by next week, whatever the, the offer is. But that really doesn't take into account you, your voice, your messaging that we want to put behind it, the, the demographic that we're trying to serve. A lot of the time, these things are just shotgun approaches. And so it as unfortunate as that it is, it kind of makes sense that it didn't work out so well for you. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of scam emails. Um, oh, I'm sure. Multiple scam emails. I'm sure. Um, so it's, you know, when it comes to that stuff, it, it definitely, you got to be a little weary of it, but it's like anything else. So, right, you can't, you can't let it deter you away from, you know, reaching out to those different platforms and avenues. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, do you think it's something you'll get back to at any point? Maybe oh, you've been doing it on your own? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been doing a lot more research. So I don't really set up uh, New Year's resolution goals. I, obviously, you know, today's the 28th of December. So it's with this type of year coming, I always set myself up and I say, okay, what are the different things that I really need to hone in on this year? And those mm. being some of the things where I'm going to, do a little bit more myself, but also doing a little more research to, to find uh, the right either application or the right person to work with to, um, yeah. I would like to get somebody to run a social media. That's the, that's the other challenging part. When I post most of my videos, uh, which is not a lot, um, only because it's lighting, it's angle, it's all this different stuff and it's just me. So I set up my yeah. phone. Or, or, These things know, are time consuming. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, so those are all the different things, you know, the, the little things that I can do to enhance my product um, that I'll be looking to um, explore yeah. a little bit more in, in 2023. I think in a nutshell, it's, it's, it's sort of a good thing and a bad thing. We can look at it as if it's a skill set, right? It's learnable. We can figure out how to do this on our own, but it's a skill set and we need to put time into it and get some reps behind it to actually practice and figure out how to do it and what works and what doesn't. And so, yeah, it, it may be uh, we need to dedicate some time to figuring out how to do this, but I, I don't want to just spend our entire conversation on marketing here, Kevin, take me to the next step. When somebody reaches out, we get a lead to walk in off the street. It's a referral. It's somebody we met at a party, whatever. Walk me through what your typical sales process is like and, and how we actually go about eventually signing that person up. Sure. So I look at it as um, I don't really do a sales kind of approach. So the way I look at my right. sales is so if somebody does come, I give them a free screening session. So somebody comes in, we sit down and I want to get to know the person as, as well as I can before I even see you move at all. What's going on? What's happened to you, uh, you know, injury-wise in the past? What are the things that have held you back? So, like, have you worked with trainers before? Most people have. 
and let's just say somebody hasn't had success and so we need to figure out why that is also can your body move a certain way um, i know a lot of clients that come in and you know they were doing you know let's just call it crossfit they did it they loved it they did it for six months got a really bad injury from it had to go to pt mm -hmm. now they're kind of a little um, you know, shaky on kind of what it is they want to do. And that can happen with anything that can happen sure. when they're doing general fitness on their own, or, you know, just playing in the yard yeah. with their kids. And it can happen in rec league basketball. Exactly. Of course, of course. Yes. And actually rec league basketball is actually a cause of a lot of injuries because most people are sitting down at a desk all week and then they go play basketball with their friends and that's where injuries yeah. just start to pile up, you know, and we all yeah. do it. Um, so I think what, so what happens is, Somebody will come in and I, I try to do the most in-depth, thorough analysis I can initially. Now, is a client going to be able to tell me all of their aches, pains, injuries, everything else? No. So once I get them, once I have a good enough foundation of exactly what their goals are, what their past history looks like, and the things that I can do that they really want to get out of this training, those are the focuses I, I work on. I go out, I screen them. So I run a few different screens. I have uh, an FMS that I do as a screening. I'm also a Titleist Performance Institute golf fitness trainer, which that mm -hmm. goes into a lot of uh, mobility for, you know, stable and mobile segments um, of the body. That's a really good tool. It's not just good for golf. It's good to look at, you know, different ranges of motion. Um, I also have another certification through the Ready State, um, and they go through the green lights, which is another kind of CrossFit style. So we look for, for green lights. So it's... Uh, four green lights for the shoulders, three green lights for the hips. So those might be a combination of those things is all of the things that I might use to say, okay, what does a person's body look like? And these are the things that I see coming up. So you're going to have an asymmetry somewhere in the body. You're going to have limited range of motion and say your, your, you know, external right hip, but yet your right hip or your right side dominant. So maybe you do have a little bit more external load there. So now we're going to look at, okay, how do we how do we keep the body balanced and get back to some sort of balancing um, regimen in the body? And then how do we develop and build upon whatever this person wants to do, whether it's, you know, lose weight, whether it be to, to build strength, whether it be to hit new PRs for certain types of lifts, um, or maybe it's just longevity. Maybe somebody's coming in and they just said, hey, I got a bad bill of health from my doctor and I need to make some lifestyle changes. This is where we're going to start. So I always do, always do a full in-depth screening process. I try to clear out as much of the gunk as I can and make sure that this client is going to be in the safest hands possible. And then it's up to yeah. me to then fulfill that um, one on my end to make sure that the client is safe and that they're getting the goals and everything that they want. They're staying motivated. They're staying on top of, you know, their nutrition. They're staying on top of getting out and doing their cardio, their walks or whatever it may be. As a one-on-one -on -one training place, it's a little bit tougher for clients because if they have some sort of exercise equipment at their house, that's great. If they belong to another gym, that's awesome as well. And I always give them homework that they have to do on their own. Um, and then they have to come in and they have to do check-ins with me. And so they, I keep the accountability factor very, very um, sh as strong and secure as I can. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm also not one of those people who's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to punish you for not hitting your goals or not doing this or that. We're going to yeah. work on those little things. We're going to make sure that we're getting better. Yeah. And so all of this to me makes sense because it's a one-on-one -on -one setting, right? If it was a different service we probably wouldn't have the time capacity to be able to go in depth with someone, but the price that we charge backs up 
yep. the time invested in these people. As you move forward with this, Kevin, do you envision yourself staying within the one-on-one -on -one sphere? Do we think that we'll venture into any other kind of service offerings? What's the what's the future of Prime Fitness look like in your eyes? Yeah, the future of Prime Fitness will be a larger scale, but very similar to what I'm doing now. Um, I think it's just, if, if I have a bigger space and I have very high qualified trainers to be able to offer the services in which I am trying to emulate continuously, I think that's going to be the best future for Prime Fitness to still keep it as a very private setting. I want people to feel as comfortable as they can because, you know, let's face it, gyms are very, very, um, you know, they can be very discouraging. They can be very overwhelming Certainly for somebody be. who's yeah. new, you know, and even if, and I tell clients with myself, it's like, if I, when I go on vacation and I go check out a new gym and I go on there for a day pass or wherever it is, there's always going to be that little initial kind of feeling that you're going to get because one, I don't know the layout of the gym. I'm looking for a piece of equipment. I don't know where it is. So now I got to walk through all this different stuff yep. to go find it. And even you who've been in the industry for as long as you have still feel that fear. So yeah. we need to, and we need to keep that in the back of our mind for somebody who may not be as seasoned. Ab you know? Absolutely. So I tell people it's, you know, just kind of just, you know, navigate your way through. I think the, the sure. best thing about having the one-on-one -on -one sessions that I have is that I, any client that has, you know, I think a lot of times like, you know, that you always hear it, you know, no question is a dumb question, but a lot of people don't ask questions or they think to ask something. And let's just say they're in a big setting. And let's just say you're, you're in a gym from say four to seven at night. And all of a sudden the gym just starts getting crazy packed and you're over and you're, you have a client doing like an inclined dumbbell press and they want to ask you a question. They got something that just popped in their mind. They want to ask you, but now the next three benches to the left of them are filled with people and the next three benches to the right of them are filled. And now they feel that, you know, it's already an intimidating factor. Somebody's coming over, somebody might be lifting heavier weights than them, you know, and this goes for, for both male and female. Um, so I think a lot of times being in this setting, I think there's more, there's, there's a deeper in-depth conversation that, that takes place. Um, I also understand my clients a lot more, in and out of what's going on. And then, you know, also like the stresses of life, you know, if somebody comes in and they're having a bad day, I can, in a sense, kind of neutralize whatever that stress is, and then hopefully hone in and give that person that confidence, that ability to, you know, go home and be, you know, a better husband, better wife, better son, better brother, whatever it may be, um, for whatever else you have going on in your life, because you got to leave that stress. And, you know, your boss said something that, kind of drove you a little crazy or made you feel, you know, maybe insecure about something. Well, you're coming in to see me. Now it's up to me to, you know, understand that, analyze that, and then kind of move on from that as well. Yeah. And so I, 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 to, I to summarize, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, in 2021, I started doing um, life coaching and it was really good because it helped me understand a lot of the stuff that I needed to kind of work through. But I think with a lot of that, it also helped me understand some of the clients of what are some of the little pitfalls that they're having outside of the gym and then ways that I could then elevate them to, to be able to push through that. So I think also with the one-on-one, -on -one, the questions that I ask and the, the in-depth um, understanding I have for each client definitely helps me pursue the, the bigger picture for them and help them execute properly. Yeah, for sure. And, and so growth is certainly in the cards. It sounds like we're still trying to, to take the business to different heights, although in different settings, right? We're trying to 
always make a better service, but potentially expanding that with other trainers, potentially expanding that with location. There's, there's kind of a number of cards that are still yet to be played for you, but it's an exciting conversation because like we said at the very beginning, this is your business and you can take it in whatever direction you want. And so absolutely. Yep. It's a good place for us to start to wrap things up, Kevin. But in the meantime, the few minutes that we have left, I want to share or I want to save to to allow you to tell people where they could learn more about Prime. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? So I have a website. It's kind of uh in the in like a rebuilding phase. So the website wouldn't really be the the best necessary kind of place to go. Um, but they can find me on uh, Instagram which is uh, prime, prime underscore fitness underscore MA for mass. Um, so they can find me there. They can reach out. They can ask me any questions that they would like. Um, and I do a little Facebook thing as well. So um, I have it set up on my name, just Kevin Levesque Jr. And then I also have a prime fitness page connected to that as well. And they can reach out. They can inbox me, ask me any questions that they have um, from all over. I've just now kind of touched the base on doing some um, online coaching and online training. Um, so that's going to be one of the new things. And I also would like to start a podcast, which should be happening in the next few weeks. So uh, this will be another continuation of, um, you know, another way to kind of get the message out and, uh, you know, relay any kind of anything I can do to help people. You know, it's going to be my way of giving back and paying it forward. And just because you don't use my services, you know, there's, there's so much information um, to be had that, you know, that any information that I give away is never even going to touch the, even a, a, a portion of what it is that I know, because if you're evolving, if you're growing, you should always be learning. There should always be new information, new tools, new things coming in, um, and new ways of you adapting as a trainer and, you know, adding to your, your, uh, your bag of tools. Yeah. It certainly is a constant learning game. Kevin, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate any kind of business owner willing to, to give an inside look into what they're thinking about when it comes to growing their business. And so I can't thank you enough. And, and like I said, I'm excited to see what the future holds for Prime Fitness. So that's all the time we have today, but I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.